Hey there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of To The Point Podcast. How are we doing this morning? Good. Yeah, great. we're doing great. Awesome. All right, so the topic of choice, we're going to dive right into it, Uh-oh. is uh, how to deal with imposter syndrome. Syndrome. That feeling of, you know, you're maybe jumping into a new position or um, a lot of times I feel like when I'm jumping into something new, it's like, all right, I don't have as much experience in this as maybe I did in something previous. And like that feeling that you get sometimes related to that. Um, or maybe you guys have never felt that ever. <laughs> <laughs> Who has never? I was going to say that is, yeah, a feeling. Um you can go first. Well, let's Maybe. start with like, what, what's, <laughs> can where's we, a moment or a, a, a story like where you felt that? Is there a memory that pops in your head of like, <laughs> oh, this was, and talk through that. Um, Did you define it? I feel like some listeners might not. It is a little bit buzzwordy, but it's that feeling of kind of that fake it till you make it, right? In in business or in whatever you're doing that you might not feel equipped, but you're just, but you're there there. (laughs) So I guess my, like, as you guys know, like as listeners, we don't know what they're going to tell us the topic is until right this minute. So where my brain initially first went was me speaking at, um, a sexual assault conference in West California a couple years ago. And feeling completely out of my league yep. and presented on a super intense topic and led a room full of people with years and years of experience and had a whole presentation. And I felt like totally like an imposter. <laughs> I mean, I had done the research and had experience, but a lot of people had more than I did. And it was like a, it, it felt very uncomfortable. That was like the first thing that yeah. came to mind is, and I and met how did, how did you deal with that uncomfortable feeling? Because I think the temptation is to like get paralyzed with that feeling yes. and then shut down and not actually like, yeah, walk through I and do, do the work or like it. do the presentation, yeah. you know? Yeah. I wanted to get out of it really bad. Um, and I couldn't get out of it. <laughs> uh, you were felt, working pretty hard. I, I was. Um, I went with a colleague of mine and we presented together. So that helped. I practiced a lot. I studied a lot. Um, I did all that I could do to prep for it. So one of my biggest fears going into it was that I was going to get questions from people who had been in the field for like 20 years that I couldn't answer. And so how do you how do you deal with standing in front of a crowd and looking like you don't know the answer? So I tried to just be honest, like as people ask, like, oh, I'm not sure, you know, like just be as real as I could, but yep. bring the research and the data and um, and present. I met Tarana Burke in the hallway, which is she's the founder of the <laughs> Me Too movement, which was super cool. And then I was like, I'm way out of my league <laughs> being here. But um yeah, the experience, it went well. Like, I felt like it was one of those things that you fi- you finish it and it's like, okay. You know, like, it's it's kind of a good boost to your confidence. Yep. Like, that when it's done, you're actually done, happy it yes, happened. But, but it, during yes. it, you had, like... And the experience was great, but the whole process was very challenging. Yeah. So there's two things that you mentioned there that I feel um, are... 
really good ways of handling this or one is one is a way to handle it and then two is a result of like actually leaning into those moments one is authenticity like i think the the temptation like when we feel man like i'm not sure if i'm qualified to be here i'm not is like to put on this fake persona of like all right i am the expert or like hey nobody knows and we're almost trying to compensate by being overly confident and just but then we put on this facade that's not like the real authentic version of ourselves and you can usually see through that like as an onlooker so even if you feel that way i feel it is extremely important to be still authentically you and realize hey i'm in this position because like again there's so many reasons why why you'd be but i'm sure there are very specific reasons why you found yourself in that place because hey you did have some experience you you and you know you were qualified to talk about the topic but again usually for me i've found there's this like I want to put on this facade of, you know, trying to be maybe overly confident and then I kind of lose the authenticity mm-hmm. through it. The dynamic there to to your point was so insane because it's West Coast super cr- progressive crowd that's like if you say like misspeak, they will like call you on it. Where Midwest, everyone's like, oh, let's make the speaker feel good. Yeah. So it was yep. really risky too, because I'm like, oh man, like they're gonna like <laughs> eat you alive. Eat me you, yeah. alive because the just the culture there. Um so I felt like I had no choice other than to come in super authentic <laughs> because yep. I'm like, listen, guys, like I you guys are content experts as well. And um to come in it's just different in midwest where crowds will be like yeah. pat 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 good job it's yeah, yeah it's just different but the, the second thing i wanted to mention there's like the opportunity that usually comes from that so i feel like the results of you know taking the risks sometimes to be in those vulnerable scenarios is like the i mean the you know connections that you probably have now yeah. that 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 you didn't have mm-hmm. you know be because of that you know i know a lot of the situations that i felt extremely uncomfortable in and i've had to kind of push through that imposter syndrome it's the the opportunity mm-hmm. that those scenarios have created for me personally and professionally like man i'd never want to do without those mm-hmm. What are you thinking, Kay? Yeah, this is tough. I mean, I'm thinking of a couple like personal and then professional. But I think since you went personal, I'll say professionally. Well, like in my previous life to Boost Point, I was moved up to management of a team. Like it was a small team. And then I was hiring onto that team. And there were a couple of ladies that were older than I was. And then I was moved up, you know, as their their manager and then hiring onto the team. And as far as the imposter syndrome, you know, I was in my 20s and I had, you know, and that's, it's kind of scary sometimes, you know, when you know people are looking at you and being like, oh, she's young. But then you have to look at your situation and be like, I was put here for a reason and I don't know everything, but like, I put my heart into everything that I do and I'm going to just try to be the best that I can and be relatable and like compassionate to my team and try to like raise, you know, this new um, division of my sales team to be the best. And it was the imposter syndrome, I think is just age, you know, and that happens a lot of times, you know, when even though I was there longer than some of those team members and it, I believe that I was properly 
promoted, it's tough when you're, you know, several, you know, years younger than the rest of your team. And then you're there all of a sudden their direct management. How, how did you deal with that? I feel like that's a pretty common one in, in the workplace where it's age can create that feeling of imposter syndrome. Like if you come in as a manager mm -hmm. and, you know, people with maybe more career experience there, like what are some things that you found helped you navigate the, the that version of it? I think I just really tried to relate to my team and make like the mm -hmm. experience of every day be fun, you know, like incorporating sales tactics and having fun promotions or things that rewarded the people on my team and celebrating people that were doing really great. And then having constructive criticism that wasn't abrasive, you know, being mm -hmm. able to have conversations with my team members outside of like the team floor. And then, you know, there was a respect gained from that. You're so warm to like, I feel like your personality, like bringing all ages together. I think like you would be really good at that. Ageism is such a weird, like that's one of my pet peeves and especially in the workplace is the comments of like, oh, you weren't around like, oh, eggs were this cost at that, you know, the year you were born <laughs> yeah. or whatever, a nickel yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like just comments yeah. about like that minimizing your experience or your value because of your age that mm -hmm. really gets under my skin. But I feel like you're. Like the things you just mentioned, bringing people together and your warmth would like definitely diffuse someone being on the defensive with your age. I think it's when you look at groups of people too, everyone, you know, you can have 20 years of experience in a, in a market and then there could be someone who comes off the street and is just like wildly passionate yeah. that dives in that gains, you know, maybe not the 20 years of experience, but pushes themselves into the business and learns as much as they can and, and advances quickly because they are just, you know, aggressively a go-getter. Yep. And that's, you know, how a lot of businesses work. And and that's why those things happen. You know, you right. have people who are comfortable and they're like, whatever, I like this job and it's great. And I'm fine sitting in this seat for the next 20 years. I'm not that person though. Like that's not who I am. Like I don't go into a building and say like, I'm going to be at this position for the next 10 years. I'm like, how can I grow like mentally and personally and how can I help the company grow? And in that case, like once I feel like you hit a ceiling, then you're like, and we've I talked think, about this before, yeah. you know, like once you feel like your days become the same exact thing over and over and over, which some people love, 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 like I'm not that person. No, don't, don't you guys think that's generational? A lot. I like, think, I feel like our younger generation, I mean, we're not that young anymore, but definitely. It's more prevalent for yes, sure. Yes. Like that desire to move sure. around or have new experiences where I feel like the, like, say a parent's generation would have done the same thing yeah. for 20, 30 years, sat with, in the same seat. Yeah. With that being I said. I just can't fathom that. I'm <laughs> still in for like longevity. Yeah. Where I was prior to here, I was for almost like 15 yeah. years, you know, and here... I imagine myself for another, you know, 15 years, like whatever we're doing. Yep. But once you get to a point, I think within a company, I don't know how we got even to this part. <laughs> we're trailing <laughs> off here. But what I'm saying is like, there's, there's management teams and imposter syndrome. And what I'm saying, you could have a team of people, someone who started yesterday and somebody who's been on the team for 12 years. And then someone who started two years ago, who's now the manager because they have a different drive. Yeah. 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 It can definitely, definitely happen while you're at the same organization mm -hmm. for sure. Because mm -hmm. again, 
like you mentioned, Liz, like, you know, we're looking for progression in our career, that next challenge. And to me, when you're stepping into like a new challenge, there's always that, you know, feeling of imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. What I've, what I've come, (laughs) one thing that helps me is realizing most people feel that way. Yeah. Yes. That's <laughs> yeah. the weird like, thing. It's like, is this how all adults feel? Like, yeah. we're literally just protecting. <laughs> like, I, is this right? Are we doing this yeah, right? I yeah. actually feel sometimes like with some of our customers that are like enterprise, bigger brands, brands that you would hear on commercials, they're almost the most down to earth yeah, real authentic. And they're like, they're just normal people working for these. Yep. Like we think of them in this like, oh, you know, they have this big job, but we're all. Yeah. And that, that's boat. definitely one thing that helps me kind of with this is realizing that, hey, everyone's people like we all mm-hmm. kind of deal with yep. this thing and realizing like, hey, I'm not the only one. So, you know, go, jumping into a conversation where I maybe feel intimidated or giving a presentation or something, you know, realizing that just because I feel that way doesn't unqualify me because pretty much any anyone that finds themselves, you know, progressing, you know, you're challenging yourself. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you're feeling uncomfortable. And that's yeah, a good yeah, yeah. thing. And to lean into that instead of letting that kind of be the barrier to to, you know, moving into it. Yeah, I agree. I think if, if you don't ever step out of your comfort zone, you're never going to have that imposter syndrome, right? I was like you're that. just going to be like yep. doing the, like, I almost get worried a little bit if, if I stop feeling that. I was just going to say that. Like if you go through long periods of time where you don't feel like you're being that's significantly challenged, then it's yep. like, uh Oh, I've, I have to do like that means I'm not putting bit. myself exactly. in those scenarios where I'm challenged enough. I so, agree. Yeah. I've never thought about it that way. I feel the it's same way. It's scary though. Like, yeah, the, sure. the risk of like humiliation or not being able to keep up. I mean, I, I still enjoy, it's just the, yeah, there's risk, but I, I would say I put myself out there, but I've never thought about like pursuing it for because that feeling yep. is actually benefiting your yep. development and growth. And now you're going to think about it. I am. I am. <laughs> what can Liz See, do today? To the light bulb. I know. Like, I'm like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> how can I make myself uncomfortable today? <laughs> oh, man. Awesome. Do you guys have anything else to add to this topic here before we round this one out? I don't. I don't think. It was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So pursue the uncomfortable. Yes. I think would be one way to summarize this one up. All right, guys. Well, hey, thanks for joining me for another one. And to everyone who's listening, thanks for taking a listen to this episode and hope to see you on the next one.